nine hacks for staying 29 years old. Hey, I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset and today is my birthday. Today, I am 38 years old and please forgive the humble brag. I really don't look or feel it. I really don't look or feel 38 years old. I think, and as evidence for this, check out this photo gallery that I got of uh, pictures and videos of me now and me at 29 years old, back in 2014. Boy, that was, that doesn't quite feel nine years ago, does it? You can check out those galleries in the article that is linked below wherever you are watching or listening to this. And they are in that article as per the usual. I have got all the links to all of the good stuff that I'm going to be breaking down here for you for the aspirational 29-year-olds of the world. And perhaps it's a bit vain to want to stay looking 29 years old, but I see beauty as a proxy for and a manifestation of health, self-control, fertility, confidence, self-esteem, and dignity. That's why it's something that I aspire to unashamedly. And if you still think that beauty is kind of a silly, shallow sort of thing, I'll add, importantly, and I know this is something that matters to a lot of you, I'll add that my energy levels have not declined since I was 29, and my cognitive edge has certainly not dulled. Really, if anything, I feel more enthusiastic and more motivated than ever going into my late 30s, advancing towards middle age. I think it's awesome. I feel awesome. I'm happy about it. In fact, I will quote from one of my favorite books, Memoir from Ant Proof Case. Check out the, the podcast rev book review that I did of this book with my wife. Okay, in the book he wrote, I was young again, as if on the sea or in the air, made lively by having everything to lose and everything to gain, made content only by risk. For in the light of risk, every earthly color catches heavenly fire. <laughs> that uh, Mark Helprin, he really has a way with words. That's what I aspire to as an author, along with beauty, like I said. So in this podcast, I'm going to share my top nine anti-aging hacks and habits. These are things that I've done for years that keep me young. And of course, there are a million things that I've done as a biohacker, as a dude that has the opportunity to use all of the awesome anti-aging stuff that I've got access to. But some of the things that have been a part of my life for a long time, time are the things that I really think have made a difference for me. And some of them might surprise you. So let's dive right in. First of all, and this is going to be no surprise to people who have known me in person over the years, coconuts. I eat raw coconut almost every day with a little bit of chocolate or blueberries. You can see there's the uh, that beautiful white coconut meat. They call it meat. I don't know why, because it's really not meat. It's fat. It's really healthy. 
fat. But I have been eating that every day for well over a decade. And I started eating coconuts when I began my digital nomad journey in Costa Rica because the food sucks there. So coconuts were the only good thing that I could find to eat. And I am now a 10 year plus confirmatory case study of what the research on coconuts overwhelmingly suggests, which is that it is one of the very best anti-aging foods. It's a dense, source of healthy MCT fat, that healthy kind of fat that you want, that our bodies demand, that our cells demand, that our mitochondria demand. It keeps your skin clear, soft, and smooth. As you can see from those photos, those 2014 versus 2023 photos, I have almost no new wrinkles in the past 10 years. Take a close look at those photos. And the wrinkles I've got are pretty much <laughs> the wrinkles that I had back in the day. So coconuts are a beauty hack. There's all these fancy beauty hacks out there. Million YouTube channels, blogs, million overpriced products <laughs> that are beauty hacks right? But coconuts are one that you can replace a meal a day with, and it's only going to cost you about $1 all around the world, from Costa Rica to Kiev, Ukraine. A coconut costs just about $1. Okay, number two anti-aging habit. This one's also not a big surprise, is fasting. My weight and body shape have changed very little since my 20s. So it might surprise you to hear that I am not exactly a uh, paragon of monkish discipline when it comes to my diet. My wife and I have a decadent pizza night about once a month. There's this pizzeria here in our town that just makes this succulent einkorn pizza. And ah, we really enjoy that. Typically a uh, movie night at home kind of thing. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Before getting married, I staunchly avoided bread because I got the impression that bread is bad from a bunch of health podcasts out there. And maybe that's uh, true as a generalization, but my wife has seriously good taste in bread. So now a few times a week, I'll enjoy these uh, savory sandwiches like uh, einkorn and delicious cheese or peanut butter-like tahini and honey. Uh, also, I, I might add, I drink moderately, which is uh, typically one of those things that's not great for anti-aging, right? Uh, I'm usually enjoying um, between four to seven uh, glasses of red wine a week. This week, because it's my birthday week, probably going to be more towards the seven glasses of wine, to be honest. I will have uh, a beer or two a month, and I'll have sporadic shots of Bulgarian rakia, which is kind of like the, the Balkan fire water. I'll have that with my uh, in-laws here. And I must admit, I, I did have a cookie recently, and uh, I'm eyeing one. I'm eyeing one. As I, uh, as, as I record this very video blog, my wife got me a uh, delicious blueberry uh, cookie, which is, uh, blueberries are one of my very, very favorite things. So she got me that for my birthday. Yet, despite not being a paragon of discipline in the diet department, even 
during the COVID era, uh, while I wasn't allowed to go to the gym because the gym was closed for a while and then they were requiring really silly things, you know what I'm talking about, to get into the gym. During that time, my wife and I gained no weight. We didn't get fat, unlike a lot of people did, apparently. In fact, here's a picture of us on vacation in summer of 2021. And what we do right, which is what I think makes my ongoing dietary hedonism sustainable, is fasting. Breakfast, breakfast is for me always bulletproof style butter coffee. And then we do at least a 16 hour intermittent fast every day. Then once or twice a month, I will do, actually, you know what, that is kind of a lie. It's rare that I do that one twice a month. Usually like once a month, some months I don't do it. Okay, but uh, with with some regularity, I also do a 24-hour fast uh, where I typically go from dinner time to dinner time. And the first time you do one of these, it's like really challenging. You're like, oh my God, I'm not eating for an entire 24 hours. Maybe I'm going to die. But it turns out that you don't die. And then, oh my God, I really savor breaking those 24-hour fasts. That is like a lot of pleasure that I derive from the meal that I have at the end of that 24-hour period. And of course, uh, what's awesome about fasting is that it is free. In fact, it ends up saving you a lot of money if you do the 16-hour fast where you are skipping breakfast. And then if you do a 24-hour fast once a week, if you get a bit more aggressive about it with the fasting, it ends up cutting your groceries and your food budget like in half. So it's a major economic hack that makes all of the, if you're looking at all these other, all these awesome biohacks that we talk about and say, how the hell do you guys afford that? Fasting, when you cut your, your food diet in half, a lot of these other awesome things that empower your health, well, those things become more affordable. And it really is one of the very best life hacks for maintaining metabolic flexibility and a healthy weight. Okay, thing number three is what you can see glowing behind me, red light therapy. And for several years now, I have done 10 to 20 minutes of red light therapy almost every single day. It's pretty rare that I miss this. And photodynamic red light therapy has a, a literally brilliant range of beneficial health effects. Fundamentally, it normalizes mitochondrial metabolic function. It uh, feeds that ATP energy generation process that underlies everything that your body does. It is a sleep hack. And of course, you know that improving sleep is the low-hanging fruit life hack for making you awesome at everything else that you do. Sleep is like this big, is this lever. And when you're pulling that lever, you are just empowered and multiplied with everything else that you do. And then red light therapy is also a beauty hack, both uh, topically on the spot where you're getting the red light therapy, and then systemically, it is a beauty hack. And my red lights were both under $600. And that might seem a little bit spendy compared to the health supplements or the organic food, but the more that you read up on the science of photobiomodulation, the more you see that it's a pretty fantastic value. And this is because the quality supplements, the good supplements, the stuff you actually want to be using, those things are going to run you 
anywhere from like $40 to $70, maybe maybe even more. Some of the some of the high-end stack supplements these days are like uh even I get some sticker shock on some of those. And those things will be gone in a month, maybe two, maybe they last you 3 months whereas red lights, even if you even if you only get one, it will empower your health in a number of dimensions and it'll do it for years. The red light that we've got glowing in the background there, that has a 50,000 hour uh, lifetime on it. So we use it for hours and hours and hours every day as a lamp. And then, like I said, the 10 to 20 minutes a day of direct red light therapy. So yeah, it's one of those things that you buy it once and then you get maybe half a decade of enhanced health out of it. Maybe, maybe a full decade. It's, it's pretty awesome. And like I said, I have two of those. I use them a little bit differently. The panel light I use typically on my back before bedtime when I'm cuddling with my wife, telling her uh, we're laughing and joking and tell her a little story, that sort of thing. Maybe a little bit of sexy time going on there. And then I also have a flexi beam that I use for targeted topical therapy on my muscles. After a workout, I will use that flexi beam for the red lighting of the balls area, which is a testosterone hack. I'm sure that you've heard of that. So yeah, red light is a major is a major economic and health win. Thing number three, and this is going to be no surprise, nootropics. And permit me another not so humble brag. That that is a funny social media phrase, isn't it? Because of course brags. I, I don't think brags are, are ever ever humble. But permit me another one. So in the past decade, I have been extraordinarily productive while living a wildly hectic life. I spent much of the decade living as a digital nomad which you've you've heard all sorts of uh, amazing things about being a digital nomad how how much fun it is how much of the world you get to see all the crazy experiences uh, the instagram lifestyle that goes with it but being a digital nomad is in a word hectic let me tell you a little bit about it so in this time in my life i rarely slept on the same bed for more than a few weeks. I was constantly moving to new Airbnbs. This was back in the day when Airbnbs were 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 cheap. Nowadays, it's uh, nowadays yeah, you get sticker shock from the when you're browsing Airbnb. But back in the day, back in the day, it was an affordable. It was kind of an affordable way to have a roof over over your head, bouncing around the world. So I'd be moving from Airbnbs, flat shares, hostels, uh, cheaper hotels, some of those places I stayed in. Um, I don't want to tell you very much about those, but I was moving around a lot. More than a few times, I took long bus rides to new countries or new cities that I found inhospitable. And then I had to backtrack. I went to Barcelona because I heard Barcelona was awesome. But then I discovered that the Wi-Fi freaking sucks in Barcelona. So I had to go somewhere else after I had spent two Bitcoins on uh, my cost of living there. That's right, two Bitcoins. That was back when uh, the Bitcoin price was a little bit, a little bit lower than it is now or has been. And during this time... Uh, to be honest, I really wasn't in monk mode as an entrepreneur. I was not like the entrepreneur that was workaholic, putting in 80, 90 hours of work a week. No, I would cram networking meetups, language learning lessons, day game sessions, out hitting the mean streets, cold approaching, salsa classes, and late night revelry at discos into my weeks on top of 
all of my work. And I have to add that during this time, reliably high speed internet was, was not accessible. It was not a ubiquitous universal thing in the world. And in many of the places where I found myself and I have in my life in the past 10 years, I have spent more time than I care to admit searching, longing for in new to me cities for co-working spaces, cafes, restaurants, hotel lobbies, or uh, libraries that had halfway decent Wi-Fi. I have spent just a lot of time hitting the streets, going from one place to another place and saying, oh, the Wi-Fi sucks here. I'm not going to get anything done here. Going to another place, looking, looking, looking. Yet, yet, despite all this hecticness, I managed to write over 800 articles, many of them very thorough, long, well-researched articles, totaling over a million words. I think I calculated it was almost 1.1 million words I've written. And I also produced hundreds of podcasts and videos. And few of those podcasts and videos were what people call low effort content. You know, on the internet, you see low effort content all the time where it's obvious the podcast or the video is just something the guy shot and then hit the upload button. Few of the podcasts and videos I've done have been like that. I also built several pretty impressive websites along with consulting over a hundred clients in between the life coaching clients for Limitless Mindset and some of the web development clients that I had in the past, I got a lot done for a guy constantly distracted by a very unconventional lifestyle, shall we say. Now my lifestyle, a bit more conventional, and I have been uh, even more productive, but I got a lot, I got a lot done for a guy who always was running from one place to the next. And nootropics are largely to thank for this. From Panamanian islands to Odessa, there on the Black Sea coast, nootropics were constantly in my medicine cabinet, my backpack, my luggage, my pockets, and of course in my bloodstream. And I've now used over 200 different types of nootropics. Uh, almost every one of those branded stack products out there that you've seen. And then also a bunch of kind of weird fringe smart drugs. Uh, so some, of the, some of those things you can, you can pass on. Um, and I tried almost all of them. But there's three types that I have turned to a lot more than others because they so reliably enhanced my brain power and my powers of focus and making me um, impervious to all that distraction I was dealing with. First of all, no surprise, the racetams, the original legit smart drugs, paracetam, oxyracetam, phenylparacetam, all of those good ones. I was using a lot of those along with the herbal adaptogens, particularly rhodiola, schisandra, eleuthero, Siberian ginseng, bunch of different types of ginsengs that I used. Those things are great for focus and mood. And then I would be remiss not to mention nicotine. Nicotine is something that I've used for uh, years and years and years now. I don't smoke, don't vape. Uh, I don't even really like the nicotine gum all that much. Although there are some, some of those nicotine gum products are pretty good. I would turn to nicotine in USP solution and I'd use pharmaceutical grade stuff. 
And in the article, again, if you want to dive deeper into those three types that have made such a difference for me, I have got those all linked up with extensive research and self-experimentation reports. A final, not so humble brag, most hard-charging entrepreneurs, many with lives less geographically hectic than my digital nomad existence, those hard-charging entrepreneurs often get badly burnt out eventually after a half decade, a full decade of really charging hard, they get badly burnt out or they go through a bout of depression. And if you listen to entrepreneurship podcasts, you'll hear about this quite a bit. And then they need to go to therapy or they just need to go meditate on a beach for six months to get back in their, uh, their grind set groove. And this is the truth. That has never happened to me. I've never been close to burnout or depression, not, not in the last 10 years at least. And that is not because I'm such a stoic, tough guy. I think that has a lot to do with the mental health fortifying effects of nootropics. When you look into the research, on nootropics, particularly those ones that I named, they have uh, well-validated, well-studied effects on uh, mitigating, addressing, resolving a, a bevy of uh, mental health issues that people have. Next, another free one, mnemonic memory training. For a long time, I've been a memory training dilettante. Yes, I'll admit to being a dilettante in, in some domains of personal development. Maybe one day I'll take it really seriously. And when it comes to memory training and mnemonics, there is a lot of marketing hype out there. I'm sure you've seen it. You, you can memorize, uh, memorize an entire book in uh, 60 minutes. There's a lot of marketing hype out there, but it does help you to remember more of the things that you need to. Every mind is a library, I believe. Yet, as the decades pass, more and more books tend to get lost. And that's why you need to do something to maintain your memory. And nootropics and anti-aging supplements and a, a healthy diet, that's not quite enough. As the toxicity of modernity intensifies, and believe me, it is intensifying, memory loss affects younger and younger people. I'm, I'm sure you have friends, family, colleagues that are relatively young people that just don't have that good of memories. They got, they got TikTok brain, right? That's, that's a real thing. And this is why I try to spend, it's not very much time. I try to spend like five to 10 minutes daily exercising my memory using the excellent Super Memo app. In fact, let me pull that up right now. And it is an excellent flashcard app with a clever algorithm that hacks the normal forgetting process. And as you can see, oh, uh, I've already rated the app. I think I've already rated it five stars. It deserves five stars, certainly. I have my super memo loaded up with a bunch of little things that I would otherwise forget. You can see I have, uh, they're called courses. I have courses in here, which is I have my memo cards, I have biohacking, facts from books, Bulgarian language. So yeah, so I have foreign language vocabulary in there, stuff I would forget otherwise phone numbers, birthdays, 
There's scientific findings from my biohacking research. You know, I'll, I'll be reading PubMed and there'll be some interesting thing that I learn. And I'm like, whoa, that's fascinating. I want that to stick in my head. And so I'll put it into Super Memo along with uh, fun little factoids that I learn in books, along with quirky phrases and passages. Like, for example, the there's a Latin phrase, which is floriant dendriate. Floriant dendriate. And that is Latin for may your brain cells flourish. And that's something that I learned in a book. And I said, I want to remember that. And now I do. So mnemonics really will enrich your mind. And they, do, they make you more creative. They, 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 just, they exercise the creativity capacity of your mind to strengthen synaptic connections between disparate pieces of knowledge and information and even memories, the, the riches of your own personal history. And it's a really deep topic that you are going to want to delve into. And I recommend reading some books on this. There's a bunch of courses out there on the internet that are apparently pretty good, but I recommend diving into the books that are on the topic. And so I read and reviewed both Moonwalking with Einstein, and then there's a shorter book that's super practical called The Memory Book, uh, The Memory Book, and I link to those. You should pick those up on Amazon. And then also, I must mention, there's a, there's a detective murder mystery novel that is about memory systems. And it illustrates memory systems in the context of a uh, page-turner uh, murder mystery novel. And that one's called Flyboy. And I also link to that one. So sometimes it's fun to learn about personal development stuff, not from another dry nonfiction book, but from fiction. That's, that's, that's pretty fun a lot of times. Maybe one day I'll write a fiction book illustrating, uh, illustrating personal development stuff. I don't know, let me know if you'd like to see that from me and uh, that might motivate me to, uh, to work on that. Next, and this one's also going to be no surprise to the people who have followed me for a while, is dual and back brain training. And this is something that I have not been dilettantish about. And yes, that is a word. Hey, that's a that's your word of the day loaded up in Super Memo. And so I do brain training with an app on my phone almost every day with the Dual Back Pro app. I think this is the best one. It's my favorite one, although there's a bunch of ones out there. Some of them are free. There are, some of them cost a little bit of money, which, you know, that can kind of be a good thing because if you pay a little bit of money for an app, 20, 25 bucks, then you're like more motivated to actually use it. And the main thing that dual and back does is exercise the working memory, the RAM of the conscious mind that solves problems and importantly decides what to focus on. And I'll show it to you here. I'll show you. You can see what it looks like, what the little game looks like, this little this little block, this little circle jumps around the screen and then it says a letter to go along with it. And you have to remember where it was multiple positions back. And so it forces you to keep track of multiple pieces of audio and visual information. And let's, let's pause that. Okay, let's, let's pause that. It forces your mind to keep track of multiple things at one time. And you have maybe heard that the human mind can only keep track of seven things at one time. And this is actually, you'll discover this is false when you start doing uh, dual and back 
brain training because when you do it with a bit of devotion, when you're doing 10 minutes daily with some consistency, you'll quickly get into the four back territory or into the, maybe it won't be quickly, maybe it'll take some work to get there. You'll get into the four back territory or even the five back territory where your mind is keeping track of eight to 10 different things at any given time. It's, it's pretty remarkable. And it consistently, for me, makes me a more focused, disciplined, dangerous dude. And it will for you too, if you, if, if you do it diligently. Um, as I do in kind of, in kind of phases, I'll do it every single day. I'll really get into it for months on end. And then I'll, I'll leave it alone for a little while as I explore other more fun brain upgrade modalities. But then I always, it always calls me back. I always get back into it. And every time I get back into the dual end back training, I discover and I notice some subtle new way that it makes me better. Most recently, I've noted that it brings more tranquility to my relationships as dual and back training makes you more emotionally resilient. It makes you more of a anti-fragile, emotionally anti-fragile gangster in life. Okay. I noticed that in regards to my relationships, when I'm dual end back training, I don't get stuck emotionally on a perceived slight that I've received and that I have a lot more control over what I'm focusing on in the relationship and that I can focus more on what I have to be grateful for from other people. And I don't, in relationships, you get into these cycles, you get into the uh, grooves of the, the grooves worn by the trauma of your past, and then you end up repeating the, uh, the sad, sordid, boring, dysfunctional history of your past. Um, and dual end back gives me the capacity because it's pumping those executive function muscles up here. It gives me the capacity to focus on what I have to be grateful for. And that is, that's pretty awesome, I think. Okay, next thing, weightlifting. And this is something that I will also admit to having been dilettantish about. So I will get a gym membership. And when I have a gym membership, I will make it a point to consistently get in several 90-minute workouts a week. Then I'll, I'll take a couple months off of the gym when life gets too full, or maybe, uh, maybe I'll have an elbow that's kind of, uh, that's, that's, that's a bit achy. That hasn't happened to me though, since I've been doing the red light therapy on my body after the workouts, but sometimes life just gets too full, you know, and I'll tell, or it'll be around the holidays. So it'll take a little bit of time off the gym. Um, and I have to report that even inconsistent weight training has helped to keep me lean. It keeps me muscular enough to do everything that I want to do, uh, to look good naked for my wife. She's the only person that gets to see me naked. I'm not doing any broadcasting of the body out there on the internet. Not going to happen over here. And it also uh, keeps me capable of opening a, a stubborn jar of pickles for my wife. That's an important thing for husbands to be able to do. And being a supplement junkie, I take a few well-proven workout performance enhancers pre-workout always. I, I tried a bunch of them and I consistently turn to creatine and HMB. And those are safe. They are extraordinarily well proven and they uh, inspire me to just push myself a little bit further there in the domain of 
body length meters, and metal. Next thing, sun tanning. So tanning is endlessly debated in the health space, but that hasn't deterred me from uh, shirtlessly catching some rays whenever I could, sometimes even on Christmas Day. Catching some vitamin D from the sun is a great reason to pick up and string up a hammock. In fact, I'm getting a new hammock for my birthday because the one that I had bought uh, like a decade ago in Colombia, I bought this beautiful, beautiful hammock there. And uh, over the years, as it got a lot of use, it uh, developed a bunch of holes and it became a bit of a, it became a holy hammock. And so it's getting replaced here very soon. And during the warmer months, I will go for a 20 minute hang almost every day around midday, which I find this uh, normalizes my circadian rhythm. Uh, I find it, it improves my sleep because when you're getting a lot of sun during the midday, then your body is not getting, it's not getting so many mixed signals from the glowing screens that your body is inevitably exposed to in the evenings that mess up your circadian rhythm. I find that it energizes me during the midday and then it results in a pretty nice tan. If I start doing the the tanning around this time of the year, it's May now. If I start doing it around this time of the year, by the end of the summer, I always have a really nice tan that uh, typically kind of sticks around until, uh, oh, usually, usually, usually it sticks around until about Thanksgiving time. Uh, I married my wife on Thanksgiving day and I, I, I've usually got a, a bit, just a bit of a, of a tan left on, uh, on, on Thanksgiving day. And so far, good news, I haven't been pooped on by a pigeon while tanning, but I know that day is coming and I only wear the organic sunscreen when I'm spending like hours and hours at the beach on vacation. Otherwise, no thanks to the sunscreen. And then final anti-aging hack that's made a real difference for me in, whoa, in a bunch of different dimensions is semen retention. Yes, this is the uh, spicy part of this presentation. So for men, the preservation of sexual energy has an undeniable effect on health, longevity, vigor, and general happiness. The Taoists measure life in breaths, heartbeats, and ejaculations. And the Taoist methodology, their, their teachings, which are not super religious, you can benefit from Taoism, you can learn a lot from them without getting into some weird kind of Eastern spiritual stuff that you may not be real interested in. Uh, they aim to reduce the frequency of these bodily functions with breathwork, meditation, and the tantric techniques. Again, correlating to breaths, heartbeats, and ejaculation. And modern science has found that masturbation lowers a man's testosterone. Well, sex with a real life flesh and blood woman, that's the kind I recommend, that that raises the testosterone. And so as a single man, I would often go for 60, uh, 30, 60, 90 day periods of no fabbing, abstaining from porn or masturbation. And it would really fuel me with a lot of vigor, and energy. I would be motivated to go out and meet people. When I was talking about my digital nomad days, when I would be working so hard and then still have the energy uh, left over to go out to meetups and go out to salsa classes and 
all that fun stuff. That was the no-fabbing fueling that. And then when I got into a serious relationship, I would practice the tantric techniques to avoid ejaculation. Uh, sometimes I would avoid ejaculation completely during, during lovemaking, um, or I would at least be able to stave off and uh, pleasure her enough that she became my wife. In fact, that's a big, uh, this is a big relationship, relationship hack. If you're like a single guy that's out there dating and you're kind of disappointed that like the women aren't taking the dating very seriously and the relationships aren't progressing into something more serious where you could have a, where you could have a future together, that, that tantric techniques might make a difference there. But it's also kind of a thing where you might not want to use the tantric techniques with someone who's not a really good prospect for a long-term relationship because you, you, that particular kind of bonding, you don't want to, you don't want to have that kind of bonding with, with Jill from, uh, from, from ladies night who, uh, you met after, uh, after the shots of vodka or whatever. You want to use these with someone who is, a good long-term prospect. And of course, I wrote a book all on that topic for men. Don't stick your dick in a blender. How to meet a nice girl instead from a tantric husband with a better sex life than you. Anyways, so now my wife gets 100% of my sexual energy. I do check out the article that I wrote on, that I do link to in the article the check out the article that I wrote on uh, hacking loyalty on if you're a man that's got a little bit of a promiscuous history or a lot of a promiscuous history like like I did and you want to you get into a relationship with a great woman and you want to change that mindset and you want to be just focused on her and loyal to her even in your own mind that is possible don't don't let the evolutionary psychology people uh confuse you about that it is possible to change that mindset and i cracked the code on that so anyways now that my wife gets 100% of my sexual energy i uh, get to enjoy le petit mort which is uh, French for the small death. I enjoy that with her more often than the Taoists recommend, which is they came up with this uh, uh, calculation that they said you take your age minus seven divided by four, and that is the minimum number of days you should have between ejaculations. So you ejaculate less frequently as you get older. And I don't really do that at this point because, well, I take uh, horny goat weed. I do a bunch of other male vitality type of hacks. And you know, hey, you only live once. So those are my top nine things. And as I said, I have been privileged to have uh, tried a bunch of different anti-aging supplements, tools, and tech out there. Here on Limitless Mindset, I write about, I review all those things. I let you know my honest thoughts and experiences with them. I let you know which of them might kind of be a waste of time and money. I'm sure that a lot of those things have helped me but the above itemized, the nine things that I mentioned here, those are the things that have regularly been a part of my life for years, but over, over a decade in the cases of a few of them. So I credit those things for staying 29-ish. And Oh, a few other things worth mentioning. So I do not live in America. I, I do not inevitably from time to time have to eat Walmart food as I did in the past. I live in Europe in a country that has pretty good organic standards 
for food. And then my wife creates awesome home cooked meals every day. And that also makes, that also makes a big difference in the anti-aging department over the people that are, uh, that they're getting Uber Eats and, uh, DoorDash and they're, they're getting deliveries for their meals multiple times a week, which apparently this is a crazy, insane, idiotic economic thing that a lot of people do nowadays. I, I don't do that. And I think that has a lot to do with my, uh, my health and uh, the uh, 29-ishness that I've managed to maintain. So where you live is a factor. And finally, I should also mention that I do think genetics are a factor. Let's be honest. Several of my uncles on my mother's side were men that aged very gracefully through middle age. They, they were like good looking guys at age 50. And their father, my grandfather, according to some, some fairly credible rumors, my grandfather was righteously banging my grandma at age 90. Yeah. Now there. That's, and he had, he had a lot of kids. He was not so much into the semen retention. I know that for a fact. So uh, sex life at 90, ooh, that is something to aspire to. Hopefully that, hopefully that has got you, you know, we set these goals for ourselves. We set these different goals for ourselves. And often the goals that we set for ourselves are not ambitious enough. And so righteously banging the wife at 90 years old, that's, that's a moonshot that I am a, uh, that I am shooting for. So I hope that some of the, probably some of these biohacks I mentioned are probably things that you are already doing. Uh, a lot of them are free, cheap, very affordable. Some of them not so affordable. Hopefully I gave you some ideas here. I do appreciate all of those birthday wishes, which uh, people are, I'm sure, sending me at the very moment. I have not even checked social media yet today. Thanks for all of that. Thanks for your ongoing uh, attention and support of Limitless Mindset. Do let me know what uh, your favorite anti-aging hacks are. Maybe you've got something that I didn't mention here that you've been doing for like years and years that makes a difference. Leave that in the comments below for the, uh, for the edification and the youthfulness of us all. I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. Looking forward to a continued conversation with you.